execution, real talk. Living right, the execution, real walk. And stay cool, stay cool, cause it's hot outside. And get your body outlined and chalk. I left the institution, real talk. Living right, the execution, real walk. And stay cool, stay cool, cause it's hot outside. And get your body outlined and chalk. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. From the hiatus, from the depths. <laughs> We've come back from Mount Sinai to bring the word of the Lord to thee. Now, this is House to House Podcast. This is Amadi. I'm here with Ragu. Yep. As always, uh, you can ingest this wonderful podcast on iTunes and Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Google Play, and Google Podcasts, um, TuneIn Radio, and Stitcher. Oh, and Ragu's favorite uh, platform. Are at we least. still in Potomatic? Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> at least for the time being. Um, and don't forget, jump on the Facebook group. I know you guys like, you guys haven't recorded. Why should we get on this Facebook group, right? I know, guys. Life happens. Life does happen. And uh, we did some traveling. I did a little bit more traveling after that. So there's been a lot going on. Um, but we are glad to get back in here again. And uh, get you what you need. All right. Um, so thank you guys for, you know, staying patient with us, though. We do appreciate it. Uh, and, you know, chomping at the bit. I've actually had a few people hit me up, you know, asking like, hey, hey, you guys haven't recorded in a while. And I was like, I know we haven't, you know, just so, so busy. It's not for lack of, you know, desire. It's just, you know, real busy. Yeah. But anyway, we are here now. We are here and we are ready to get it in for you so um want to continue in some of the same vein that we've been doing um i actually finished up a book recently that was just extremely um extremely empowering and um very insightful it's a very insightful book uh, it's called unchurching uh by a brother named richard jacobson really good book um and richard was doing a podcast for a while i hope to get either richard or the co-host uh, Gunner on to uh, you know get some of their thoughts, but finished up his book and I had shared some of the stuff with Ragu just about the book. I was just like, man, this thing was like I'm a very uh, introspective person in general, so a lot of times before I get you know blabbing about something, I'll sit down really with the Lord for a while and just like, man, where how can I do this thing better and how can I you know really apply this thing to what I'm doing, you know, and how mm-hmm. I sort of walk walk out my faith um with 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 the father and so a lot of the book challenged me personally a lot of it was very challenging to me personally but it was very encouraging because for me personally and i'd love to hear you know go just your thoughts on the piece the excerpt that i had sent you yeah um but like for me personally it was encouraging on two fronts one that there were other people hearing the same sound from heaven they were realizing, okay, God is shifting away from the institution. Like, because it's different when you look at statistics. Oh, statistics say that people are leaving churches and blah 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 blah. Oh, that's great. Where are they going? Right? You know what I mean? But this, you know, these brothers here, you know, who what what he's doing, what they're building down. Um, I believe he's down in Tennessee, but what they're building, um, they you can tell they heard from the Lord, and they're moving in a particular direction to build the body. So that. That was encouraging. Um, like I said, on the one, it was encouraging that, hey, 
these guys are hearing a sound from heaven and and then like I said two that they're moving like they hear the sound and they're actually moving in the rest of us you know how you can sometimes feel like you're the only one who's heard this like are we the only ones that, that, that are doing this thing Lord and then you hear like this group out here not really connected to nothing that we're connected to and you see oh like these guys are doing they're they're rocking and rolling yeah. you know so so just in response somebody I think um I think that is truly an accurate sound from heaven when you mention the word community because I think we have the idea that we're all a part of the body of Christ mm-hmm. and you know you have these local pockets across the globe if you will but how are these pockets are are these pieces kind of connected and interconnected and working collaboratively to be the representation of the Lord and I think apart from having this community or tightly knit set of believers there's no way you can actually accurately reflect what the lord is is and what he is doing in the earth with his people i think that um you know it's it's a a another vital component um to the christian life like you know we talk about you know you got to have prayer and you got to read your bible and stuff like that and you got to you know um got to have communion and the various sacraments that we do right but I think sometimes we sort of take community and kind of just take it as a given. Like, oh, you know, yeah, and get together with believers when you can. But not really realizing, like, it is a vital component, you know, of of the life of a believer. Like, you need to be in a community. Not just, like, I think the generic term of having good Christian fellowship, we've sort of watered it down. And what I mean by watering it down is... Um, getting together with some believers having you know listening to a sermon or something having just having a meeting or a good time whatever or you know whatever it is but not necessarily living life together like experiencing life together um because that actually requires more of you and that's what i'm that's what i was saying when i when i realized how challenging i you know how much this challenged me um, because yeah, we can go to a meeting or do something, you know, one time, do a little once-off thing, or even like a once a week or whatever, you know, not knocking anybody who goes to church. But that that's not living life together, mm-hmm. right? If I don't see you at work or see you at school or see you in the neighborhood or see you in the grocery store or see you anywhere outside of this one place, once a week or once every other week or however often we gather. Are we really living life together? Like, are we really doing life together? You know, are our lives sort of woven together Um, like a body? I mean, literally, Uh imagine if my thumb and my finger only got together, you know, once in a blue moon. Or just five out of seven days, (laughs) whatever. Uh You know, you would you would you'd have some gangrene or something going on over there. right? Right. Like, Like, I'm about to lose circulation for two days. Right. That's, think about that, yeah. <laughs> Losing circulation for two days in, in any limb. You're cutting it off after that. John that. is dying. Yeah, it's gone. It's They're taking you to the hospital to have it removed. Um, but that's how, we, that's how we exist. And I think that our Western context, our, you know, our, our Western ideology of individualism has really hampered us from truly experiencing Christian community. Um, because when you see some of the things that the the body of Christ did I mean and, and we like this oh like the church in Acts you know that took years yeah that didn't happen overnight you know that's the point that we're trying to make we I don't want to get to the place where we kind of you know 
deify the believers in Acts. So we're not doing that because sometimes people can do that. Oh, like the church in Acts, they was doing this and they were doing that. It's like, yeah, you know, they were people like we were people. But, you know, the, the things that they did well, we just want to highlight those things. And one of the things that they spent the the time to do is to become a community. All right. You know. And, I, you know, I'm going off a tangent for a split second. You know, one of the things that the Lord has given me years ago is this idea of housing, right? This, this concept of living family to family inside of a house, if you will. And this concept of community actually kind of is the practical element that kind of would make that work. And one of the other things I do want to mention, Amadi, is the fact that, you know, when we think about community, you know, to me, what sounds off is like a housing community or this particular neighborhood. And I think it's been not necessarily taken by the world, if you will, but it's been taken and changed into something else aside from this practical element of uh, an assembly of people, you know, in a local kind of area Mm -hmm. and actually being able to you know interconnect with one another and their lives are shared so one of the things that we have to fight against and this is something that you know again me myself and i you know all three of us (laughs) wrestle with is this concept of who's my neighbor you know when the bible talks about your neighbor you know um you have to like I get like these are questions I was asking myself. Who's in my community? Who is my neighbor? Like physically as well as spiritually. Like who are my neighbors? I have neighbors, right? I got some neighbors who live next to us. Um, but clearly we're not building the body of Christ together. You know, I have coworkers, I have, you know, a lot of those things, but none of those things. I was like, man, so I'm 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 taking inventory here, right? And one of the things that we realize is, again, that our Western context has us trained to operate as is consumers. We we go until we find what we want and then we don't do anything else except go there. Right. We This is where I where I want to go and get my job. So I go over there and I get my job. This is where I want to go to school. This is where I'm going to go over and go to school, and this is where I want to buy my groceries. And like no other, no one's perspective is taken into consideration. Exactly, uh-huh. nothing else is taken in except what I want, <laughs> and that's that's pretty Choo. much it. And I go there, right? I roll my windows up so nobody can, you know. And that's that's the, but that's Western culture, right? Mm-hmm. We, you know, we sort of go to what we want to do, and everybody else be darned. And that's that's the unfortunate part about not really. Um, looking to build community. Um, I don't know. We like a, a a shared existence. You know, those people in Acts had a shared existence. Um, and even when you look at certain Christian communities throughout history, they had a shared experience. And so I think that's one of the things that can hold back, like a a move of God, or hold back sort of in you know hold back the fullness of the Holy Spirit in the lives of people is not having a shared christian you know experience yeah and i think what is you know i think you hit it already on the head is this idea of just being a consumer and so your only desire is to do and to consume things that are available and that you may need right so 
you know, instead of being able to physically walk over to a bank or to go get groceries and there would be a lot more local interaction, you're in a car and you're driving whatever, 15, 20 minutes away, but it's not really feasible to walk there any longer. So that that kind of like cuts out an element of being able to have interaction with other people uh, in that sense. And so now you're dealing with whatever chain grocery store mm-hmm. and you're not even dealing with the local farmer anymore. You got all that stuff shipped in. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it it's uh, you know, the authors of the of the book, the unchurching book, use a term uh, mutual reciprocity. Yeah. And I was like, Wow, you know, I'm a man. I I love people <laughs> use ten dollar words. <laughs> I was like, Oh, so ten dollar term right there. I like that. But in, in actuality, that's what a shared life is, you know, that our life is not transactional with each other. Because we even do that with the Lord. You know, we'll we'll do that with God. All right, God, I, I prayed six times this week. I was faithful. What's what's going on with it? It's like your your existence as a son of God or as a child of the most high is not one that's transactional. Um, it It should be one that is mutually reciprocating. You know, you give and you receive and you give and you receive Um, that that's the that is, again, that that shared um, experience. And so but the the point that that I really want to hammer home here is where it I was personally challenged because we can talk about all these things until the cows come home. Oh, this is what community is or this is what we should be doing. But what I realized is how much in my life would have to change in order for me to truly walk to this degree. Now, I know that this doesn't happen overnight. We're not talking about tomorrow morning when I get up, I'm gonna you know, throw a grenade on my life and start, no. That's, of course, I have a wife, I have children. There's no way that I could do that tomorrow morning. But I think to, to have the mindset that I need to start making a turn. We need to start, you know, start making this turn here um, to, begin to really walk out you know walk in the truth of of some of these matters as it pertains to having a shared experience having a shared life um with a body of believers with a group of 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 believers yeah because you know i think ultimately you see it exercised in acts too right you see the body of believers then you know willing to give up everything they had and everything, including their time, their resources, everything that makes them them sacrifice to the body in order for them to thrive as well. So those who had a million dollars, they gave a million dollars. And those who had a little, they gave a little. But nonetheless, everybody was benefiting in this community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you even see that in the Old Testament. You see the new and the old. There's this, there's this corporateness about the people, like... When they would have to corporately repent, like right when the prophets spoke, they were saying everybody has to come and repent. Everybody make a sacrifice. Everybody make an offering. It you know, there were individual times where that God was calling out somebody specific, but there were times where the the prophets were speaking to the community. And in Leviticus, it actually says it like that specifically, like. God tells Moses to give instructions to the community of Israel, right? Tell the community of Israel, right? That, that is the, the, the house of Israel. You know, the house is the people. 
the 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 people who are together make up the community, and that is the corporate body. And so, again, if we are on this sort of individualistic, you know, bent, it's 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 going to be hard for us to even see that, right? You know, let alone walk it out. Forget walking it out. Like we don't even see ourselves as a part of the the corporate outside of some. Christian organization, which is what most churches mm-hmm. are, just an organization. You know, we see ourselves as a part of that organization, just like you're a part of your job. But to be a part of this abstract group of believers, I don't even see that. You know, people don't even see that. Yeah. And I think to, to reiterate what you're saying, Amadi, is, you know, when <laughs> when it was challenged for Israel to repent, it was the entire tribe of Israel. It was not notated at each specific tribe or separate from one another it was collectively they celebrated and collectively they had to repent and so that's a that's a very valid point and you know to bring it back to what you're saying that you know it's it is impossible to see what the body of christ is reflected at in that kind of communal communal level right because it's not. I haven't seen that such something like that in existence, and mm-hmm. if it is, unfortunately, it has skewed so far where it has now becoming controlling to the individuals that are part of it, and so then you get the cult. Right. We have to find that balance because uh-huh. we 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 can't go so far where we out there drinking Kool Aid. Yeah. Right. That part I get, and that's where that's where people you know will will be apprehensive because they say, "Well, listen, you're not about to have me out in no compound." you know, dancing under the moonlight. No, and that's not what we're saying because, yeah, that is also a perversion of truly righteous community. But to to have a uh, true shared Christian experience, um, bearing each other's burdens, because this goes beyond just simply having the same beliefs. It's a little bit deeper than that, right? Just saying, oh, we believe in Christ together. Like, that's... That's not enough, but it it requires kind of, you know, rearranging my life a little bit so that there's more intersection with those with whom I am considering myself to be in community with. Right. And so, you know, with what you're saying is so when a community or excuse me, when the people in the community have more intersection, that's that's kind of what makes it the community. That's when they'll be more inclined to give up resources because they've seen you in the the good times. They've seen you in the bad times. They've seen you through all the spectrums of, of life. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's, and you really hit on a, a very critical point. Most of the things in which we have problems with many of the things that believers have problems with can be, I'm not going to say solved, but it could definitely be mitigated if we were walking in true community, right? So you brought up the point of giving. And everybody has an issue with giving. Nobody wants to give anything. Well, the reason we don't is because we feel like we're giving to strangers. We feel like we're giving either to strangers or to a lifeless organization. We don't feel like we're giving to people who are actually a part of our community. And then that also intertwines with trust, right? Exactly. So I don't trust you because I don't know you. Yeah, exactly. Right. So I'm like, who am I giving my money to? And where's my money go? So then people are going to be naturally apprehensive. But we try to guilt people into giving instead of realizing I should get to know you. And then giving wouldn't be an issue if I truly got to know you. Right. 
This is why when we, you just mentioned that scripture in Acts 2, they had no problem. Those people were together. You know, they, they took the time to be one. Because I think Acts 2 says they, they were all of one mind, mm-hmm. right? So before we jump to money and all this other stuff, they took the time that it takes to become one mind. And then giving is not a problem. Those people, people were selling property, selling land. I mean, it's crazy what they yeah. were doing. But you don't get to that without that first step of truly um, being of one mind, being that sort of, again, interwoven um, body of believers. And then the other thing, and this goes to a passage of scripture where it says that in, you know, where it talks about how in the latter times, in the latter days, that the love of many will wax cold, right? The love of many will grow cold. And we see how, you know, people just don't really care for each other. Even believers. I'm talking about believers now. You know, because again, my, this, this, you know, call is for the house of God to understand the callousness that we have towards other believers, right? Why is that? Because we really have no, you know, desire to get to know each other. We, we live in our insulated Western lifestyle. I go from my house to my job to my church back home. That or is, to my school. We are or, completely know, self-inundated exactly. in, in what we do, how we do it, and when we want to do it, right? And I think you you, you talked to that earlier, but, <clears throat> you know, our expectation is, I think mentally we get to a point where we're thinking that we're kind of interconnected in some way, but in reality, no, we're completely isolating mm-hmm. ourselves from one another. Yeah. The Lord, you know, the, the, the Spirit showed me something, and, and I had to repent. He showed me, he said, you know, I've been telling people I love them. And he's like, you don't love them because you don't know them. And I was like, man. <laughs> and you didn't, like, I, 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 didn't, I didn't consider it lying because, again, in my naivete, I thought I'm just showing good Christian love. Hey, I love you, brother. Hey, I love you, sister. God bless you. I love you. And, like, about a year ago, the Lord was like, you need to stop doing that. Like, what do you mean? Until you have a desire to want to get to know them. Stop saying you love them because you really don't care to know them. Because then you look like a hypocrite. You look like a hypocrite, right. Because then what will happen, Amadi, is if they actually come back and try to test that thing, it will actually make you look like a fool. Exactly. It will make me look like a hypocrite. You're right, yeah. When when some weight is applied Uh to that love. That jump like snap like a twig. (laughs) Right, exactly. All of a sudden, hey, brother, I thought you said you loved me. Well, (laughs) that was when I saw you. Yeah. And really what that is, it's an immature. It's, mm-hmm. it, it's an immature love. Right. And so what we're doing as believers is we're masquerading with an immature love. Because think about it. When you're a young child, right? Got a four-year-old upstairs who says, Daddy, I love you. But I really can't put no weight on that love. She's loving me at a four-year-old's, you know. You show her a popsicle and then take that joker away, that love is gone. Yeah, exactly. But that's the that's the degree to which many of us in the body are really displaying love. Mm. It's at a very immature level because it cannot be like no weight can be applied to it because we really have no desire to get to know one another beyond the surface level, beyond see you at a meeting every once in a while. You know, hey, how you doing? God bless you. But anything beyond that. We don't really have the desire. So we're, you know, for, for those listening, we're putting out the call today to really realize that God has called us to not just be experts in doctrine, right? Not just to be experts in, in our Bible knowledge and the memorization of scriptures and the memorization of Christian dogma, but it is truly to 
find ways to integrate yourself into the lives of the spiritual family. You have to find ways to intertwine yourself with the lives of those within whom you're connected to. You have to find, and this that's the part that challenged me. Yeah. You have to find new ways to intertwine yourself with people. That is the only way that, like, it's not just going to happen miraculously. You have to deliberately and purposely do this because, apart from it, you'll just continue to live in your own isolated and separate life. Yeah. And that might mean changing your job. That might mean moving. That might mean putting your kids in a different school. I'm, and I'm, I'm saying things that, that I wrestle with. That might mean going, a, you know, going in another direction with as far as meetings go. Maybe you meet on a different day, meet in a different place, do different things. But again, it, it's being intentional with uh, the, the things that you're doing in order to intertwine yourself with those whom you're claiming to be connected. Right? Yeah. And I think, I think the first hurdle of course is to first identify, you know, we, we all live in this Western culture, but it is really allowing the Lord to renew our minds in the way that, you know, we relate to one another in the body of Christ. And then also allowing the illumination of the Holy spirit to say, Hey, these are the people that I want you to kind of build with. Mm. And that I, I believe it's in Hebrews where it says, do not forsake, the assembling of yourselves together. We've always looked at that as Christian meeting, right? right. Don't forsake the meeting to getting together. I'd like to challenge that thought and say, don't forsake the way God assembles you in the body. Don't forsake that assembly. If we were to think about it that way, it gives that scripture a whole new meaning. Do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together. God has assembled us in the body a particular way. And so if I know that there are people whom God is connecting me to, then I need to, you know, again, find ways to integrate my life with their life because I realize God is connecting us. I have to find new ways to you know, make sure that our lives cross paths more than just once a week, once every other week. That just won't do, right? And, and, and even further than that, and, and Richard gets into this in the book, we have to go beyond just hearing each other's problems. Right? You know, it's easy to get around and have a pity party and, you know, and, and complain and, you know, do this and that. But we have to go to the bearing each other's burdens, you know, not just complaining and, you know, venting. But then I take it upon myself. Again, if this is someone that God is connecting me to and, and, and I have a witness in spirit that God is connecting me to them. Their burden has to become my burden. That's the only way. Yeah. Now, that's not for everybody. Again, if God is not connecting you, we're not running around trying to bear everyone's burdens. Right. Then it would just be, you would be bogged down. And yeah, exactly. You'd be grinding the pulp. And we're not yeah. trying to do that. We're talking about the people that you believe God is connecting you to. Their burdens have to be yours and, and vice versa, right? Your burdens become their burdens because we realize me and this person or me and this family, we are building the kingdom together. Mm-hmm. And so I need to get, you know, up underneath and, and begin to uh, push. Now, that could be shared homes, shared jobs, shared business. You know, I'm there. there is no description. I don't think there's no exact description on how you do it. But I think just having the heart to want to begin to intertwine your life, um, I think is step one. I think another thing that the the gentleman Richard also hits on is the fact of, you know, 
it usually starts with a proximity, physical proximity. That's that's why I mentioned earlier, you know, when you're traveling to the grocery store, you're not actually walking anymore. You're you've eliminated that human contact. But, you know, to try to have that interaction, you know, community is going to start with a closer proximity to one another. And therefore, you know, that's why those things can happen more often, because I'll talk to my neighbor more frequently Hey, you know, hey, such and such is going on. Can you pray for us? And, you know, we can, I don't know, just have like a a one day a week kind of thing. And we just pray together. Just something simple as that. You know, because what you just talked about was like a full Christian life as opposed to a compartmentalized one. Right. Rather than waiting until I get to this place to sort of exercise my spirituality. Hey, what's up? Good. You want to come over, man? We just want to have some prayer today. Okay, you know, it wasn't a planned prayer meeting, right? We just got together and sought the mind of the Lord, right? But that's that full Christian life that, if we're honest, many of us are not living, you know. And I don't think it's it's purposefully not living. It's because we're ignorant to the fact that we should be living it. That's the that is the sad truth that this is what we should be living, and we're just unaware of really all of these things that are at our disposal. And there's just, I think being, I think the the deliberateness that it requires, especially in our culture today, it is, you know, it creates a hurdle that you have to kind of like, you have to really muster the strength up to be like, I'm going to take this thing head on. Right. And I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to try to make, make or help build my community together, you know? Yeah, no, it, it requires a lot. It, it requires uh, a lot of us. And, you know, listen, sometimes we don't want to give that up. That's just on. You know, sometimes we don't like when you take inventory of your life and you realize, oh, my goodness, this I'm is really gonna, selfish. Yeah. like This is going <laughs> to require more of me. Oh, my goodness. You know, sometimes and God is a mind that we're honest saying, Lord, wow, I, I thought I was ready for this and I'm not. Help me. Remember that brother told Jesus that Lord, I believe, but help me with my unbelief, right? Yeah. Sometimes that's what that's where we are, right? Sometimes we're like, Lord, I, I realize this is where I need to be. I just don't have it yet. You know, I can't help get me. to that that yeah. place. Yeah, help me to get to that place. If if that's where you are, be encouraged. You know, because there are many people who are at that place. But I think that acknowledging it first again is is very simple. Say, like, man. I realize that's where, as a body, again, corporately, that's where we need to be. And we're not there. Help us, Father. Help me, Father, to get to that place. Um, because, again, it's just as vital to our existence as children of God, as, you know, prayer and, you know, the word and all these other things. We are not islands unto ourselves. No, because it affects how the whole government and whole, how the whole body will operate. Yeah. And how I can think you that govern a body? You yes. can. Yeah. Apart from, well... I think what we're what also the key is is you know this all is based upon relationship right this has to be built upon relationship that is the cornerstone on which you know things are happening you know apart from that relationship you just a bunch of folks that you know you all love Jesus together but yeah. how can you love the how can you love God who you don't see but you can't love your your brother or your neighbor right that you do see I think I used this example in one of the earlier episodes. It's the difference between a pile of bricks on the floor and an actual brick wall built together. Yeah. 
totally different. We, we could all love Jesus and yeah, I love God and I read the scriptures, but we're just a pile of bricks on the floor. God has to, we have to allow God to build us up into that brick wall, right? I actually, there's a, a picture that I took. I was out visiting with, um, with some uh, brothers out in Virginia and on his property, there was a stone wall, not a brick wall, but a stone wall. And I got a vision of that scripture in Peter where it says he's building us. I was like, man, living stones because no, they were all together in the wall and they became a wall, but no stone looked exactly the same. Mm -hmm. They were all, they all had different shapes and different mm -hmm. shades. And I thought, wow, I just got a, I, I took a picture, I put my phone out and took a picture. I said, man, that is, if that's not a picture of the body of Christ, that, I mean, that, it, I just had such a clear vision of what God is trying to build because Peter was clear in that scripture. He says, you know, listen, we weren't a people, but now we we're are a people. people. And we, but we have to allow God to do that, right? We have to, we can actually be an impediment to what God is doing. We have the capacity within us to, to be an impediment um, or we can hasten it, you know, by also pivoting and allowing the transition to take place within our hearts. So it's, these things, listen, these things are weighty, folks. We're not, again, we're not here to tell you that we're walking this out 1000%, but what we are saying is this is what, I feel like this what, is what yeah. the next step is for, for the body. Yes. This is what he's requiring of us. So, again, if you want to build some community with us, get on that Facebook group. <laughs> get on that Facebook group. Listen, we don't just say this in jest. We definitely would love to build with you guys on the group. You know, I've been thinking about starting a Telegram group. I don't know. Maybe I'll start a Telegram group or something. Something that we could have some kind of interaction. Yeah. If that's something that you're into, why don't you let us know on Facebook? Maybe we'll do that as well. Some of y'all might not want to put your business on Facebook. Maybe that's what it is. How do I mask my number on this right. Telegram group? <laughs> right. But hey, listen, for those for those of you who know us personally, feel free to reach out to us. Um, and for those of you who, who are not local, feel free to hit us up on the Facebook group. Um, but we do thank you guys for listening this week. Again, these are weighty things that, you know, we believe that the Father wants to do to build up the body. And um, it's got to be done. So. We thank you guys for listening and indulging. Um, as always, we build our father's house one house at a time. Yep. Build our father's kingdom King. one house at a time. Look at me messing up my tagline. <laughs> this is what happens when you don't record for two months. <laughs> as you all know, we build up our father's kingdom one house at a time. So, Ragu, this is Amadi saying bye-bye. institution, now that's some real talk. Live right the execution, now that's some real walk. Stay cool, because outside my dude is Real hard, got bodies outlined out here in real chalk. I left an institution, now that's some real talk. Live right the execution, now that's some real walk. Stay cool, cause outside my dude is real hard, got bodies outlined out here in real chalk. I left the institution, real talk. Living right the execution, real walk. And stay cool, stay cool, cause it's hot outside. And get your body outlined in chalk. I left the institution, real talk. Living right the execution, real walk And stay cool, stay cool, cause it's hot outside And get your body outlined and chalk And stay cool, stay cool, cause it's hot outside And stay cool, stay cool, cause it's hot And stay cool, stay cool, cause it's hot outside And get your body outlined